Hello and welcome to this episode of the Spotlight Podcast. My name is Christina Kerr. I work at Spotlight and on today's episode we are talking all things mental health with Adam Raleigh-Younger who is the Bullying, Harassment and Mental Health Assistant at Equity. Adam tells us lots of different information and resources, all of which will be in the show notes. And it is Mental Health Awareness Week, so please keep an eye out on our website. We'll have lots of great resources and information and advice for you there. For now, take a listen. Thank you, Adam, for joining us on the Spotlight Podcast today. I wanted to start by asking you about your role at Equity, because it's quite a new role. Can you tell us what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it is relatively new. I've been in post since um, January 2018. Um, My role is the um, support for bullying, harassment and mental health. Um, So when people are experiencing any of those issues, and often there can be in a combination as well, um, we offer a confidential helpline, both over the phone and on email. uh, And I'm at the end of that helpline to give people that initial support and signposting Um, and I also do a a monthly face-to-face option as well in 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 London at the Actors Centre again you know it's we recognize that there are a lot of issues within the sector and a lot of people going through them on their own and not necessarily knowing where to go to so whilst it's not necessarily it's not a counselling service or a mental health service it's that step in between so when you you know facing that daunting task of kind of where do I start in addressing any of those issues that I mentioned before, mm. you know, there's there's someone there to support you, to listen to you and to, to get you that initial information. Yeah, it's that first step. Exactly. So can you tell us a bit about how this got set up? Was it in response to anything? Where did this sort of idea all come about? Yeah, I mean, it's as uh, working for a trade union, we're, right. <laughs> we're sort of led by our members. And actually what's fantastic with this role is it's something that was created by our members Mm. back in 2017 we have an annual uh, representatives conference and a motion was put forward to say you know recognizing all of the work that my colleagues do in supporting uh, anyone who's going through any of those issues but also saying well why don't we bring someone in with kind of that background and that expertise to sort of increase what we can offer uh, to our members and to those in the sector as part of the process of improving it. So that sort of happened before um, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the, the big scandals with, with right. Weinstein and Spacey. Mm. Um, but then, as things often take time, you know, my role didn't officially start until after that. So we'd right. we'd had a little bit of the, the groundwork in place already. Um, but before I before I started, yeah. And can you tell us a little bit about your background? Like, what's your interest in in well being and mental health? Yeah, absolutely. So when I get finished uni, I sort of accidentally ended up in the charity sector, um, and sort of fast forward eight nine years, I realised I was getting involved in a lot of uh, workplace well being forums. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided then that actually I wanted to move into the mental health world. So prior to joining Equity, I spent two and a half years at Samaritans um, working there. Um, it's uh, on their staff team um, and it's somewhere where I still volunteer. So that sort of built on my, my interest and my knowledge and experience in, in the mental health world. I want to ask you, how do you actually sort of learn to deal with um, people ringing you up with such vast problems and different sorts of problems? Did you... 
kind of undertake some training? Are you qualified in another way in terms of mental health? Or was it really about supporting people in a sort of more direct way? Yeah, it, it is more about supporting people. Uh, I am a trained mental health first aider. But again, right. that's not something that is designed to offer ongoing support. Mm. Um, we make sure that we manage people's expectations from the start that it's it's not a counselling service. So, you know, there's a, a step to it where people can access because there is a lot out there that is just not very well promoted or people don't yeah. know about um so that's there in, in terms of sort of the, the managing it um it's amazing this the samaritans training actually there's there are a lot of elements there that i sort of lean on because mm. uh, at samaritans you you can't take anything home with you, you, ha- you it's right. completely confidential the same with the, the phone line so you learn about how you debrief, how you you, you talk things through. Um, and yeah, so I just I find the sort of the way that works in the work environment and apply it in that way. Yeah, it's such an incredible thing, I think. Where I'd like to sort of start with this is the fact that um, we're making this podcast as a result of Mental Health Awareness Week. We want mm-hmm. to um, help our actors as well to get the help that they want. But I think often um, people just don't, ask for help because they don't either they don't know where to get it or they don't realize uh, that actually it's an issue and it's not just an issue that they have but that lots of people deal with and it affects so many people doesn't it Mm -hmm. Um, what kind of people do you tend to hear from obviously they're members of equity but you know just to get a sense is there a particular age range or a particular kind of person would you say yeah, it's, it's a complete and utter range across all factors. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, we represent people in, in a variety of industries within, you know, the, the performance and creative sphere. Mm. Um, and there are people contacting us from all of those across all ages. Um, I think what happened sort of early on uh, when we were, t- you know, what, one of the things that I, you know, provide that listening service, but then also an opportunity to, uh, discuss with people what their options are mm. uh, going forward. And in the early stages, actually, a lot of those people would call and they'd talk things through and they wouldn't want to discuss their options. They just simply said, I, I just needed to get that out there. And that comes back to what you said, you know, as people not knowing that there is an outlet or not, they didn't feel there was an outlet there before. Mm, yeah, it's a really tough one. I think in an industry like this one, um, so much of it is about, and even you know when we talk to um, professionals uh, in on the creative side who are actually creating the work for people, um, so much of it is about you know you as an actor need to present yourself. You need to always be on your game, and you kind of always need to yeah present a certain like upbeat attitude, passion, and vibrancy, and all this sort of stuff. And I think that's really hard for people um, if they realise that they're struggling because they've got those two things kind of fighting against each other. Um, I kind of wanted to ask you, you know, you also um, link to Arts Minds and we were involved in creating Arts Minds. Um, is that a good sort of first resource for a lot of people in this industry or where do you tend to start with people ringing you up? It, again, it, it, it varies so much. So there's almost not a, a formula to follow. Right. It's, it's sort of listening through in terms of the issues that they pr- present. Yeah. Um, some of them will be signposted internally within equity so that there may well be an industrial issue mm. that then one of my colleagues will pick up. 
Um, some of them will be signposted externally. Uh, and that will use a lot of the, the sites and resources that are on Art's mind. Mm. But I like to make sure there's not too many steps Right, you know, for people, you know, is it, they may well have taken quite a big step in the first place in getting yeah, in course. contact. So I'll I'll keep those resources uh, that are on Art Minds in a separate list. I also have other organisations that I know uh, and uh, you know that work specifically within the sector or work within mm. specific areas such as debt or eating disorders. You know, so right. depending on what people come to me with, and if I don't have that initial information on my signposting list. I, I have the job to be able to support people so I can spend uh, some time uh, doing a little bit of research um, mm. into that. But we're glad that Arts Minds exists because that means that all of those signposts that are there, which you might get through the phone, you know, if people aren't at that point where they're feeling able to call up, right? they can go on there and they can see the resources and they can see the links through and that might be that first step for them to take yeah. in calling uh, the helpline. Yeah, for sure. And obviously, I know you've just said, you know, it's obviously a confidential line, but can you give us a sense of the kinds of problems people come to? You've sort of mentioned a few there. What's the sort of gamut of problems that people are dealing with that they could come to you for? Yeah, so we mentioned at the start, you know, that it covers quite a broad range of bullying, yes. harassment and mental health, right? which is, is huge. And it, and it, and it covers a, across all of that. Mm. So people finding um, or dealing with uh, mental health issues and the impact that it's having on their ability to work mm-hmm. um, but then also talking to people who are having experiences uh, where people are being sexually inappropriate to them at right. work or they have been victims um, of sexual or physical or even emotional abuse So, um, mm. which in turn has an impact on their mental health and actually their ability to, you know, to perform and to work as well so yeah, it, it, it covers such a huge range. Um, in my first year in post, I dealt with, uh, you know, over 700 contacts. Uh, so wow. there's, and, and, and each of them, you know, there's, there's a different sort of way of responding uh, yeah. to that. Mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of dig into that a little bit more because I know that um, stigma is obviously a huge issue around actually asking for help and taking that first step. Um, and I think there is a statistic actually on the Arts Minds site that I kind of wanted to talk about. And it was that um, we initially interviewed, uh, surveyed, sorry, 5,000 people about um, what they needed in terms of mental health. And about 1,200 respondents who said that they had uh, quite a severe mental health issue or they dealt with something of a severe nature. Um, However, 85% of them had still worked in the last six months. If people come to you concerned about whether or not they will be able to work, is that something that you're able to advise them in terms of moving through mental health issues? I mean, I, you know, we, we want to show to people that there's, there is that essence that they aren't on their own. Yeah. You know, if they're able to address those issues at whatever stage they're at, they address them earlier earlier on, you know, that mm. uh, it means they can prevent things from, from getting worse to the stage where they might feel unable to work. Um, but we work alongside, you know, for example, another one of the organisations that partners uh, behind uh, Arts Minds is BAPAM, British right. Association for Performing Arts Medicine. Um, and they work with a lot of mental health specialists who have got specific connections and knowledge of 
working within our field as well. So that means if they need that ongoing support, because mm. they can get in contact through them, there are also other counsellors and psychotherapists and, and, and other options available within the set, you know, who have that connection to the sector, mm-hmm. um, who can provide that ongoing support. So we can sort of, again, give people that initial outlet. Yeah. And then if they feel that they need that ongoing support... That's uh, available too. ...to enable them to... To, to continue working or to get them through a particularly difficult patch. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that's what we can do. Would you encourage people to try to contact sooner rather than later? Yeah, I mean, we, you know, so a lot of the work that I do is responsive, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, even just coming down through the spotlight hallway earlier, you know, sort of the creating safe spaces posters. Yeah, we're trying to sort of build up that um, knowledge of good mental health and, and what that means, again, for on an individual level, you know, I have had people contact me saying oh, they, they've heard this word well-being. They don't really know what it means and they want to find out about it because they think it's a good thing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there are uh, groups and things cropping up like talk or well-being for the arts or Western meditation, for example, right. which focus less on the um, the reactive side as in things have got this bad, bad and yeah. I need help and actually thinking, well, actually... Yeah, do some meditation, do some mindfulness, or just go and have a chat with people, with your peers. Yeah. Um, and you'll realise that, you know, hopefully that'll help. Uh, and also when you're, when you're kind of engaging and seeing other people in the room there, mm-hmm. that you're not alone. Yeah. There's a, well, yeah, it's about getting together with your community in a way, isn't exactly. it? Do you have any other sort of foundations of good mental health? Are there certain things that you tend to advise? Again, it kind of comes up on quite an individual level yeah um you know i like to be able to talk through so the other person sort of is making those decisions yeah rather than anything you know because and talking about what brings them pleasure you know some people it might be swimming or going for a walk right uh, or reading a book and it's it's kind of keeping those things up and finding Mm. the right balance um because often within you know when we're talking about mental health the big challenges can be similar to this industry. There can be big highs and there can be big lows. Yeah, for What sure. we want to do is sort of acknowledge that, you know what, we're always going to have highs and lows. Yeah. But if you can sort of make those waves a little bit smaller so it's going less to an extreme, if you notice something dipping down a bit, take a step back and just think, okay, actually, what do I need to, you know, I'm going to go and, you know, get a tube to Hampstead or to yeah. to Richmond or something and walk around and just, in, you know, it's, it's doing those things so that it doesn't get to as low a point yeah. when then kind of it, it could end up creating kind of more, problem, more issues yeah, yeah totally we definitely put a lot of advice on our site in that vein that um you know acting is such a well to talk about acting specifically it yeah. is such a um varied and unpredictable job and there will be periods where you won't be working um and there'll be other periods where you're doing amazing work and it's super exciting and it's just having things to fill those gaps um and keep a kind of more steady routine to your life i suppose yeah yeah. Um, you mentioned there in terms of, you know, noticing things getting low. Do you give advice ever about um, sort of noticing other people around you who maybe might be suffering? Are there kind of warning signs that you could talk to us about? Yeah, I mean, we uh, it's, it's, it's quite a big thing, actually. We have um, our, you know, as part of our Safe Spaces campaign, we have uh, an affirmation which mm-hmm. talks about there not being bystanders. And that doesn't just mean 
bullying and mental health is, is calling it you now where, where there are things that maybe are affecting people's mental health but you know it, again it's difficult in some ways because you might have a different group of colleagues from one week to the next so yeah. you might think well is that person always withdrawn that might be their regular personality you know and things but I think the thing is we're getting to the stage where it's not a taboo to talk about mental health and well-being and if you have a concern about someone, don't keep it to yourself. You know, some people can become very quiet and introverted. Some people can go to the other end of the, the scale and end up being very loud and, and, and you know, just yeah, there's no one way. On things. There's no one way, is there, to really demonstrate a, that, you're, that you've got a concern or that something's going on. Yeah, in the same way that there's no one way of, solving a mental health issue it's got to be down to the individual mm. there's also no one way that anyone or individual and you know you, you, for people listening to this you might you know you might be on the tube you might be walking down the street and you can look around and think well the majority of people will have some sort of you know some issue going on yeah. uh, within their life and how they react to that and how they deal with it will all be different yeah for sure so it's kind of about knowing yourself and then yeah. knowing what is out there if you did need help exactly yeah. mm. you mentioned the affirmation there a couple of times um, obviously the other part of what you do is answering concerns to do with bullying and harassment um, what sorts of things do people tend to call you about on that front is it can it be very small things or can it be big things what can they call you about yeah I mean what I always tend to do, and I always tend to take the approach is that if, if someone's feeling that's an issue, then that's their reality. That's what they're going through. So right. I, I don't want people to sort of minimise it and think, oh, and a lot of people will call and say, oh, I didn't know whether I should call or, oh, you know, right. I've got this little thing. And then they re explain it to you and you think, wow, you know, I'm not going to say my judgment on the situation, but it, it's it's it's. It is a legitimate a lot thing, more yeah. Than that, mm. um, you know, and you know, with things like bullying and harassment in the workplace, it's you know, with harassment in particular, which deals with anyone that's being treated in a bad way, that is um, down to kind of the protected characteristics under equality law. It's illegal, and yeah. people shouldn't be allowed to get away with it. And sometimes people hide under the fact that some people will just think, "Oh, I've only got." a week or two weeks more on this contract and, mm. oh, well, you know, they'll put up with it. But in in any other workplace, we shouldn't. So we shouldn't in this workplace as well. Yeah. Um, and with bullying as well, which is, you know, dealing with things outside of the protected characteristics, you'd expect a good workplace to have policies and procedures in place and would want to protect the individuals that are working there, whether they're working there for two weeks or two years or two decades. Yeah, for sure. Is they have a responsibility. We need them to kind of step up to that. And perhaps that's where the difficulty and the benefit of having the affirmation sort of comes in because often if you're if you are working on a job, say for two weeks um, how thoroughly have you made a policy on something like that? You, you might not have one. Yeah. Um, can you explain a little bit about the benefit of the affirmation or what the intention is there with the affirmation? Yeah, absolutely. So as, as part of the Safe Spaces campaign, we want to encourage people to read out that affirmation at the beginning of any rehearsal period, workshop, project, basically the beginning of anything, because we want people to know that they are protected. We have the posters which have been sent out to the stage door of every theatre across the country um, as well, which have got 
the contact number and the contact email address on. We want people to know that we've got their back, basically. Yeah. Um, there are lots of other people within that room who probably have got their back, but you know, other than them putting or putting up their own posters, it's just a case of saying, well, actually, if this has been read out, this is a responsibility now. Yeah. And it's not just one person's responsibility. It's a responsibility of everyone there mm-hmm. in that building to stand up when things don't seem right or, you know, when people are behaving inappropriately, to call things out, to support the people uh, who are around them as well. So, yeah, that idea is is like taking the name of the Safe Spaces campaign is that uh, the last line of the affirmation is simply together we can create a safe space and that sort of sums it up yeah it involves everyone and everyone becomes responsible exactly Mm. so it's kind of preventative as well as being um, inclusive and making sure everyone understands that it's everyone's role yeah Mm. I, i really like the affirmation i think it's a lovely idea by the way i'm coming towards the end of my questions and i kind of wanted to ask you um if people are still uh concerned or having an issue um they can just call you up. Can they call you up if they're not a member of Equity? Um, they can, but then in terms of the support that's available to them is is more limited. But mm-hmm. I may well be able to signpost them on an initial level, yes. uh, you know, to to BAPAM or or to one of the charities. Um, but in terms of anything sort of internally or industrial, um, then yeah, that does limit what we're able to do. Right. So it's really important and helpful to have an equity membership. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, but there are other organisations out there. You know, there are things like the the Theatre Helpline, the Music Minds Matter Helpline, Film and TV Charity has a helpline, you know, so is is if we don't, you know, then, you know, I'm usually able, you know, on, on, a, on a quick call to be able to make sure that people are going to be able to access that support there's there's one of me there's maybe 60 or so equity staff members and it's all sort of all of our responsibility within the sector to play a role in you know if you want to call it righting the wrongs of what's happened in the past but also looking into the future future. and saying right okay well we've got an opportunity now and we can make this sector even better than it already you know we can we can make those improvements and make it a safe place to work in um, so, yeah, it's it's a sort of way that we just want to make sure that we're, we're still involving everybody, um, you know, wh- whatever their membership status might be. Of course. Thank you so much, Adam. I want to kind of finish by asking you if anyone is struggling or looking for some help, what should they do? Yeah, I'd, I'd encourage people if they feel able to get in contact is to contact me. Um, I could be reached on um, 0207. 670-0268 or simply on email is harassment at equity.org.uk I do run a monthly drop-in at the Actors Centre and information on those is on both the Equity and the Actors Centre website Uh, and I believe I will be back in Spotlight doing the next mini open house in June as well um, running a face-to-face drop-in session um, across a few days during that week so um, th- there are there are lots of options there if you don't feel in a position to be able to reach out to someone I'd really encourage you to go on the Arts Minds website um, as well as the resources there are stories there that are taken from across uh, different media to highlight the range of issues that people in the sector are dealing with on a day-to-day basis and hopefully that will show 
yeah, you're not you're not alone, and um, you know that might be that first step into getting in contact in the future. Absolutely, thank you so much, Adam. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Spotlight Podcast. In case you did want to use any of the resources that Adam mentioned, you can look on artsminds.co.uk. Or if you want to get in touch with Adam himself, it was 0207 670 0268 or drop him an email at harassment at equity.org.uk. If you're really in need now and you can't wait any longer, please present yourself to your local A&E or give the Samaritans a call on 116 123. 